When the world first heard about COVID-19 and countries started enforcing lockdowns, I don't think anyone foresaw that we would still be in the same situation in 2021. Back in March of 2020, personally, I was one of the individuals who kept asking, how bad could this be? It's only like the flu, right? How wrong I was. It was only after hearing of people that I personally knew becoming ill and even passing away that I was jolted to awareness. Now imagine being a newlywed, already just trying to get used to married life, but now you're doing that in the middle of a global pandemic. We'll talk about that today. Welcome to Happy Life, a podcast brought to you by INC Media that aims to help newlyweds navigate through the first years of marriage. I'm Myrtle Aligato, and I've been married to my husband, Paul, since 1999. Inspiration to make your marriage thrive, you're listening to Happy Life. In January of 2020, the World Health Organization, or WHO, began looking into a cluster of reported pneumonia cases in Wuhan, China. On January 31, 2020, the Emergency Committee, or EC, advised the WHO Director General that the outbreak constituted a public health emergency of international concern. And on February 11th, this new coronavirus was given a name, COVID-19. One month later, on March 11th, the outbreak was declared a pandemic. Life as we knew it changed drastically. Today, let's welcome Sean and Vanessa from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. They've been married since September of 2020. Hey there, Vanessa and Sean. We're so glad you're here with us today. How are you and things on the island? Hi, Myrtle. Uh, Things are good here. Uh, Can't complain too much, but you know, it's been the same for the past year. True. At least we kind of had nice weather today. At least we did here. Was it nice there today? It was, yeah. I would say it's been pretty nice. I think like a couple of weeks ago, we had like really hot um, hot weather in that April, which was surprising. So that was good. We had like summer weather. I agree. It was like summer's here. Yes. And then it started to rain again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like the time the weather changed so much drastically. Well, for our listeners out there, Victoria is an hour and a half ferry ride away from mainland British Columbia. And honestly, it's one of the most quaint and picturesque cities in Canada, in my humble opinion. So Sean and Vanessa, I mentioned how I was completely unprepared for what we faced last year when we first heard about the worldwide pandemic. Can you share what your initial reactions and thoughts were? Um, I'm going to be honest. I was kind of in the same boat as you. Right. (laughs) I didn't actually take it as seriously as I thought it should have been taken seriously, but I guess here we are now, so it goes to show what I know. Yeah, that's exactly like me. In the beginning, it didn't hit me as much. I'm still going to work. And then when things started to shut down and we started to get, like, no people that have had it, we are like, oh, this is really um, serious. And a year later, and, and to be honest, it's almost like it hasn't sunk in that this is our reality, you know? So here in British Columbia, let me just read what the current restrictions are at the time of this recording. According to www.gov.bc.ca, as of April, 2021, the update is, the PHO or Provincial Health Officer has amended the gathering and events order. 
And now up to 10 people can gather outdoors, for example, in a park or a beach or in a backyard residence. Um, but for now, we're not allowed to have indoor gatherings of any kind. So it looks like you can gather with a small group of up to 10 people, but like I said, only outdoors for now. And we are advised to stick to the same group of people and to continue to be cautious and wear our masks and keep a safe distance. So Sean and Vanessa, how has the pandemic affected your day-to-day -day lives as newlyweds? Um, so me and Sean love traveling. We actually can't, I guess, do our big honeymoon that we plan to. And so we haven't had any holidays, so that's affected us. Oh, not even a honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize. I mean, because we got married in September, um, we were the, the restrictions weren't as strict as they are now. So we were able to go to Whistler, but our plan was the Maldives. <laughs> that's a little bit of a difference. Yeah, yeah, Whistler, <laughs> Whistler versus Maldives. Slightly, yeah. <laughs> Um, and we love to eat. So like eating out of restaurants is different. Well, we take takeaway now. Um, we obviously stay home a lot more, a lot less step count now. So hitting, yeah. hitting that 10,000 steps is a, a big win if we actually do that once, once a week. We also work both work from home. So that doesn't help the step count at all. <laughs> I guess walking around your living room is not going to cut it either. huh? No, definitely not. But we're making do, you know, getting a little rounder and, you know, healthier, <laughs> let's say. More to love, as I say. So <laughs> it's true. What else do you do at home for a leisure time? You know, um, you said that you both work from home. So do you also get to speak with family and friends via video conferencing or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so definitely use like Zoom and WebEx more. I, oh, and Facebook Messenger, I like contact my parents with that and our friends via like all these social media platforms and definitely we've increased our usage on like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus that's been like our best <laughs> friends <laughs> at the moment. Oh I completely agree with you and I don't think any of us realized how much just you know eating out at restaurants or going for a stroll with friends outside that we took for granted. So you know what have you found most challenging with the lockdowns and quarantines when it comes to your marriage? Um, I think it's, well, for me, I'm more of like a social person. So it was harder for me because I don't get to speak to people and like meet up with people. But I think it hasn't been as hard for Sean because he's more of a homebody. So mm -hmm. he likes being at home and playing his games. <laughs> Let me read something interesting we found on healthlinkbc.ca. Being stuck at home, cabin fever can set in. You may feel trapped, bored, and irritable, and cabin fever is no joke. It can lead to depression or self-harm. If you live with others, it may cause you to lash out at them. Vanessa and Sean, can you maybe rate on a scale of 1 to 10 how cabin fever has affected both of you? I think for myself, uh, for cabin fever, I'd probably rate myself a 5 out of 10. I generally always liked being at home. I've always been kind of a homebody, but... In general, I do miss going to an office and like interacting with people at work and even at church. But we kind of mitigate that by going for walks on like a daily basis or a drive just to, you know, ease the restlessness. Mm -hmm. And we've also kind of broken up our week. So during the week, we'd go for a walk or a drive. We'd go to the grocery store on a certain day. Uh, we'd have online worship services on like Wednesday evenings. And then like, let's say on Friday, we'd go to a beach, you get some 
take out and you know go for a walk i'm i'm more so like it has hit me more so i would say like around a seven out of ten um especially when i have like deadlines at work and it becomes really busy i'm basically at my desk or at one point at home like constantly just the same place the same spot so it has made me a bit more like irritable and a bit more stressed because i can't have that home life and work life separation right and I guess more the more stress I get, the more anxious I get. And then I don't get to go outdoors. So it gets me less motivated. And the lack of interaction with people also gets me a bit more stressed. But what actually has helped is definitely like the worship services. Um, it gives me peace when I attend. So I, I love that. Even if I'm busy at work, I will set time to attend worship service. And that definitely has given me more peace. Well, do you think being in lockdown together has affected how you communicate and did that maybe result in more arguments? In all honesty, I don't believe it actually, you know, resulted in any more arguments. We we were with each other literally 24 seven. We, we work in the house, but she has her own office space. I just use the living room. And even then, like, you know, we'll be talking to each other throughout the day. So we kind of got to know like each other's quirks, at, especially as newlyweds. And I think it's given us more time to communicate with each other. And um, whereas like, because we spend this much time together, we get to um, talk to each other a lot more than we would usually. Um, and I don't think we've had any more arguments than like any new newlyweds. We're still get, getting used to living with each other. Mm -hmm. If we do get like have arguments, we normally say what bothers us. It's resolved right away. For those of you who may be listening to this podcast for the first time, and if you're presently experiencing some sort of cabin fever with your spouse, please give our previous episodes a listen. In episodes one through five, we discuss topics like making adjustments, expectations, making decisions, and even disagreements. So now back to Sean and Vanessa, has there been anything else that has significantly stressed you out in your first months of marriage? You know, especially as we deal with this pandemic? Um, I think for the both of us, uh, the biggest, I guess, stress factor, well, right before the pandemic was, uh, the both of us moved to Canada from the UK. Um, so for, at least for Vanessa, it was a new, new country. And then we were basically at the, at the process of looking for new jobs and basically planning for our wedding. So it was, you know, very stressful, but at the same time, we were able to find something rather quickly. So I would say we were really blessed with that as well. Oh, that's awesome. And I was going to say, yeah, I think Vanessa's accent gave her away a little bit, not being Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely it was like the moving and um, the wedding planning last year. There was so many different changes in the government restrictions that we had to deal with. So we didn't know if our wedding could actually go through. So um, we did like a devotional prayer to, every night to pray that we could still get married and we were blessed that we were able to get married and we had like the first live Webex wedding in Victoria. Oh, wow. That was very blessed. And we had a nice reception downtown Victoria, had like a COVID discount <laughs> for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a bonus. It was. <laughs> yeah, and um, my parents got to watch it virtually. So that was, that was great. Oh. So, I mean, Vanessa, you moved from the UK, you know, during a global pandemic, you're getting married, you're planning all these things. What do you think got you through all of those challenges? Definitely um, the faith that we have. We prayed um, nightly prayers and especially the worship services, there were like timely worship service that 
gave us the strong faith and courage that we needed. Um, especially with both of us, when we, we're married, but we're like very different personalities. But what we have in common is our faith. And I think that's really important. Um, and especially our love for our duties and our love for the church. It was our faith. We just trusted in God that he would you know, provide us everything that we needed and it would always be in his perfect timing. Now, what exactly is this faith that Vanessa and Sean are speaking of? Here with us again is a minister of the gospel in the Church of Christ, Brother Felmar Sereno. Welcome back, Brother Felmar. Hello, Myrtle, and hello to the Happy Life team. Hello to our guests, Vanessa and Sean, and uh, greetings to everybody who's tuning in today. So Vanessa and Sean mentioned that they held on to their faith, you know, in the times when they had to go through the stress of wedding planning and Vanessa had to move, you know, from another continent. So what exactly is faith, Brother Falmar, and how is it helpful, especially in these times of uncertainty? You know, that's a very great question, Myrtle. And first of all, we want to, we congratulate Vanessa and Sean for getting married in spite of the pandemic. You know, looking at it one way, that's a big challenge, right? You know, getting married is, is a big challenge in itself, you know, planning the wedding, right? The logistics and all of that. But doing so in the midst of a pandemic is a whole new ball game, as others say. Yes, you deserve a slow clap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so, so we congratulate you both and we're very happy for you both. And most of all, we praise God. And in addition to sharing your story, you shared with us something very important that what got you through your experiences has been your faith. So in response to your question, Myrtle, I think it's important that we address that. What is this faith that Sean and Vanessa speak of, which has enabled them to get married, to get through you know, the challenges of the pandemic, and they are able to enjoy their marriage or being married under the blessing of God. So let's get right to it now. What is faith? What is faith according to the Bible? We'll read what's written in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. In this translation, the Phillips New Testament in modern English, quote, Now faith means putting our full confidence in the things we hope for. It means being certain of things we cannot see, end quote. So faith means being certain of things we cannot see. For example, we cannot see the Almighty God, because according to John chapter 4, verse 24 in the New King James Version, God is spirit. In Luke 24, 39, we can read that a spirit does not have flesh and bones. So the Lord God, who is a spirit, who has no material form, is invisible to us. We cannot see the Lord God in the literal sense. Nevertheless, we have faith in the Almighty God, we have faith in His power, and we have faith in His promises. Like if I could ask Sean and Vanessa very quickly, um, you know, in the moment when you were moving from the UK to get here to the west coast of Canada, and you were very aware of all of the concerns that you had on your table that you needed to address, you know, the problems that you were facing at the moment, could you foresee what the solutions would be, you know, when you were in the moment? No, um, we definitely couldn't foresee what, you know, our solutions would be at the time. But 
like we mentioned earlier with our faith, we knew that just trusting in him would, you know, guide us to what we needed to do and where we needed to be. Yeah, I agree. We couldn't see the solutions when we were having the problems, but with our faith, we know to trust in God. You know, to all of our listeners out there, to all of the newlyweds who might be going through something like what was experienced by Sean and Vanessa. Maybe you're going through something right now where you can't see what the solution will be. Well, hopefully we can take the message that we are learning about today and apply it. And what is the focal point of our biblical advice today? Having faith. So when we are confronted with a problem, no matter how severe or pressing, and although at the time we cannot see what the exact solution will be, nevertheless, we have faith in God that He can provide the solution. Who is one of God's early servants that we ought to imitate because he had faith in God? Let's read from 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1-6 to in the message. Quote, Sometime later, Hezekiah became deathly sick. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, paid him a visit and said, Put your affairs in order. You're about to die. You haven't long to live. Hezekiah turned from Isaiah and faced God, praying, Remember, O God, who I am, what I've done. I've lived an honest life before you. My heart's been true and steady. I've lived to please you, lived for your approval. And then the tears flowed. Hezekiah wept. Isaiah leaving was not halfway across the courtyard when the word of God stopped him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, prince of my people. God's word, Hezekiah. From the God of your ancestor, David. I've listened to your prayer and I've observed your tears. I'm going to heal you. In three days, you will walk on your own legs into the temple of God. I've just added 15 years to your life. End quote. Hezekiah had faith that God could heal him of a life-threatening illness, even when it seemed like there was no more hope that he would live. And because Hezekiah had lived his life to please God, his prayer was answered. God even extended his life for another 15 years. But how exactly does a person come to possess faith? Like in the case of Sean and Vanessa. We praise God that they got through their troubles, the challenges, by means of their faith. But maybe that's the question our listeners are asking themselves right now. Where did their faith come from? How did they come to possess this faith? When does a person begin to possess true faith? Let's go to the Bible. Let's turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 13, in the New King James Version. Quote, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. End quote. According to the apostles, it is after hearing the word of truth, or the pristine gospel, that people can come to believe or have true faith. Well, how can people in our time, the Christian era, hear about the word of truth or the pristine gospel? Still in Ephesians, 
this time in chapter 3, verse 10, in the New King James Version. Quote, To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. End quote. So the wisdom of God, according to the Bible, will be made known by the church. Well, which is this church that's being referred to which has the truth? This church that will make known the manifold wisdom of God, which is what people need to listen to in order to have true faith. Still in Ephesians, we go now to chapter 4, verse 12 in the Norley Simplified New Testament. Quote, The common object of their labor was to bring the Christians maturity, to prepare them for Christian service, and the building up of the church of Christ. End quote. So going back to your original question, Myrtle, what is this faith that Sean and Vanessa have spoken of, which has enabled them to overcome the challenges that they have faced, this faith that has enabled them to get married, even in this time of pandemic. According to the Bible, true faith is based on hearing and obeying the true gospel being taught in the church of Christ. And how helpful is faith in times of uncertainty? How helpful is faith to newlyweds in this time of pandemic? Like what we learned from the example set by King Hezekiah, when a servant of God is confronted with a problem, even if it is drastic or urgent, faith will enable us to not give up. Instead, we will be able to use our faith to turn to the Almighty God to ask Him to provide for us the answers to our problems and blessings upon our home and our marriage. It was wonderful, Brother Falmar, to have you here on Happy Life with us again. And truly, the words that you shared with us about faith were enlightening. Thank you again for having me here on Happy Life. And yes, we do hope and pray that the words of God that we have learned will enable all newlyweds to have true faith and to have strong faith, especially during these difficult times. Thank you also to Vanessa and Sean for being wonderful guests on our uh, episode today. So going back to you, Sean and Vanessa, how thankful are you that as members of the Church of Christ, we're still able to conduct worship services? I'm really thankful to um, conduct worship services and hear the words of God. When we first had our online choir practices it was strange at first having virtual because we usually have a lot of choir members around you to bounce off like the voices and mm-hmm. um, so it feels good to perform again in worship services and always like to fulfill our duties and to fill the holy spirit in worship services and choir practices even though we sing in our homes we can feel the presence of almighty god and the holy spirit being able to worship in our homes, it definitely helps relieve the stress of, the, of this life, of what's going on around us. Like we mentioned earlier, we've just completely relied on our faith to kind of get us through just day by day, That because that's all we can really do. But we know that in our worship services, we can have our prayers answered. And it's even more of a blessing to be able to hear our executive minister, Brother Eduardo Vimeral, during our video streaming worship services. 
um, you could definitely feel that he always has loved and cared for each and every one of us. What are the things that you pray about now? So every night we have our evening devotional prayers. And what we are asking for is to continue to bless our marriage, to continue to help us in our careers, and to help us in all our future plans and aspirations, including eventually having a family. Um, and especially um, to give us the strong faith that we need to carry on in life and to no matter what happens for us to stay strong in our faith and in our duties. And for somebody who doesn't, you know, necessarily understand what having that faith means, can you try to express what it means to you to have that faith? What it means to have that faith is just knowing that if you're asking for something that, you know, that God is going to be listening to your prayers, that no matter what, you always have him by your side. Yeah, I want to reiterate, like, like we don't know what's going to happen to us in the future. We don't know what will happen. But having that faith is to have that peace of mind because God will always be with you and God will always bless you and guide you to whatever is his plan. And his plan is always the best plan. It's something to give you peace of mind and to give you hope in this world and this life. You know, Sean and Vanessa, we thank you so much for sharing all of your experiences and for being so open to discussing, you know, what your faith means to you. So it was absolutely wonderful to have you both here today on Happy Life. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. It's yep. been a pleasure. It was really great um, talking to you today, Marcel. Thank you. As we heard in our episode today, having faith, holding on to God's words, and knowing that God will answer your prayers definitely gives you peace of mind. I mean, in this chaotic world, isn't that something we all want? And that's all we have for you today. To learn more about Christian relationships, please visit incmedia.org. And if you'd like to say hi or send us a question, you can find us on Instagram, happylife.podcast. Please also remember to share our podcast with your family and friends and all the newlyweds that you know. Thank you from all of us here on the Happy Life team. We're so glad you joined us today and hope we've all been reminded about the blessing of marriage.